Hey folks, it's David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Hope you are doing well, I hope you're going out to a bunch of shows, and I hope you are enjoying all this amazing new music that is dropping today. Heaps of cool new records out, uh, I'm loving the new Old Fresh The Lion record, I'm loving the new Paul Dempsey record, but there's one record I wanted to talk to you about in particular, because it pertains to something to do with this podcast. Today... A band put out their third album called Holy Ghost uh, through uh, Run For Cover Records, Cooking Vinyl, here in Australia. And uh, that band, who will be the guests for next week's 50th episode, it's Modern Baseball. That is right. We spoke with half of Modern Baseball while they were out here in Australia for a whirlwind tour. Uh, at the start of April, and finally I get to share that episode with you. It was a really, really cool chat with some really, really awesome people. I'm really stoked with how it turned out, and I can't wait to share it with you. So, spread the word, Modern Baseball will be on All My Friends Are In Bar Bands next week. This week, though, we have a lovely chat with Mr. Heath Anthony. Heath is a guy that I've known for a couple of years. He's an Adelaide dude that uh, who spent the last few years kind of building himself up as a solo artist. He's played with people like Will Wagner and Lincoln the Fever and, of course, friend of the show Jack Lundy. Uh, we were all hanging out at Jack's house, actually, where we uh, we recorded this episode just before we did a show at The Last. We were a bit pressed for time, so it's not a hugely long interview. I think we go for just over 20 minutes. But, uh, you know, we, we fit everything in, and it's a nice, candid little chat. And it's a nice, quick one to get through your day with. Hope you enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, of course, we'll have the... Big, big one with Modern Baseball next week, which is very, very exciting. Before we get into this week's episode, though, just a couple of things. Of course, support comes from Sad Girls Club for this podcast. You know about Sad Girls Club. They are the ones putting on Sad Girls Fest this coming October. October 1st at the Reverence, uh, using the front bar and the back room as well. And uh, the factory floor is where it will take place in Sydney on October the 8th. Tickets are on sale now, and you can pick up a couple over at sadgirlsclub.com. S-A-D-G-R-R-R-L-S-C-L-U-B.com. Support for the podcast also comes from Spit the Dummy Records, Sydney indie label, who are... You know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm more or less plugging myself uh, when I'm doing this, but uh, the next release for Spit the Dummy Records is going to be my album. It's my second album, As Nothing Rhymes With David. It's called Things Work Out For People Like You. Uh, we just dropped a new single from that album. It's called Sex God and Katy Perry, and you can uh, have a listen to that on YouTube or SoundCloud. I'll link that in the description for this episode so you can check it out there. And the album itself comes out digitally next Friday, so uh, I hope you are interested and, uh, yeah, pick yourself up a copy. We're also going to be doing pre-orders for shirts, totes, and tapes as well, so uh, hopefully... We'll be able to fit all of that in. Should be awesome. Looking forward to sharing this with you. It's been a long, long time coming. And massive thanks to Sam and to Spit the Dummy Records for helping to get this out. I should also mention the support for this podcast comes from you. Hell yeah, that's right, you. I'm talking about as little as a dollar a month. Seriously, if every single person that likes bar bands on Facebook donated one dollar a month... <laughs> 
we would be set. Like, I would be able to get all kinds of new equipment. Uh, I'd be able to cover all of the finances that go with keeping this podcast online. It would make everything so much easier. And all you would have to do is donate $1 a month. That's seriously it. $1. And all the, it makes all the difference. So, uh, if you're interested, head over to patreon.com slash barbands to help out with this podcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash b-a-r-b-a-n-d-s. Thanks again so much for all of your support and your interest. Let's have a chat right now with Heath Anthony. See you soon. Hi everyone, I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friend Heath Anthony. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you today, my friend? <laughs> I'm feeling a bit rough after these <laughs> last few shows. It's been a very ridiculously busy yeah. five, four, five days. Yeah, so uh, at the time of recording, uh, Mr. Heath Anthony has uh, been uh, on a whirlwind. Whirlwind? Yeah. Whirlwind? Yeah, it feels, feels like whirlwind. <laughs> that, from Burning Jeez. Love. Yeah. Whirlwind? Is whirlwind a word? I, I, I think it's whirlwind. Whirlwind. Okay, there we go. Whirlwind. It has been a whirlwind run of dates uh, with the previous guest of the show, friend of the show, Mr. Jack Lundy. And support of your new split seven inch, um, yeah. yeah. Highlights, lowlights, how the thing has it all oh, been going so God. far? Like I said, it's, we're at the end now. We're at the end. We're about to head off to play the Lassagari in New East shortly uh-huh. um, to finish it off with a bit of a party there happening. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, a bunch of people playing there, including yourself. Which indeed, is be good. indeed. But yeah, it's it's been really good. Jack, come and stay with me at my place for a few days. We sort of hung out there and actually recorded part two of this split. Ooh. So we started recording that. Jack's got all his stuff nailed down. I've just sort of got to piece the rest of mine together. But that's easy for me because obviously my hometown, so it's a bit easy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that what hometown like. advantage. Yeah, get Jack finished up so he didn't have to travel the way back to Adelaide to finish it. So, yeah, so that was, that was fun. We did that and then, yeah, kicked off a show at the laundromat in Adelaide. Um, it's fringe time in Adelaide when we played, so... Oh, sure. Yeah, it was a bit chaotic, venue changes and whatnot because of that, but... Yeah, we just went to the laundromat, and yeah, it was just a good time. DIY venue, uh, mate Lockie Bruce, he sort of set up all the PA and stuff out there, and probably the lighting effect and that for Sweet. it, and... Sweet! Some guys come in and still did their laundry, which always adds to the effects, <laughs> so... Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So then, yeah, and then we bailed out heaps early in the morning to Melbourne... Where we caught up with the man himself, Dougie from uh, Whiskey Key Records. Ah, yes. Yeah, hang out with him and his dog Milo, which was fun. Yeah, and then that was a huge, huge night as always. Um, we played at the uh, public bar. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that was good times. Good times, except for the fact that. We stupidly come home at like 3.30 in the morning to fly out the next day at, yeah. at you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, but yeah. that's hence the reason why I sound as rough as I do right now. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, had some fun in Sydney, playing there for the first time ever, actually. I've never played Sydney before. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Yeah, it worked out. And here we are now. Mate. Nui. <laughs> yeah. Where it's, where it's at. 
Yeah, well, this is the this is the setting and the scene of where we met for the first time, which is, uh, yeah. yeah, we were set up uh, on the same bill. Uh, it was November of 2014, I believe. Yeah. So quite some time ago. Um, and, yeah, we kind of just got to know each other after spending the whole weekend together, like you did yeah. the show with Jen Buxton as well down at yep. the stage. Yeah, and we fun. played at a cafe, like a oh, like an old this yeah. weird abandoned cafe that yeah it was me and Jack that and, church, wasn't and it? Yeah. Spencer and yeah some friends of the show Ben Lapp. like actually I'm pretty sure everyone who played that show is now officially been on the podcast oh there you go yeah <laughs> so an entire an entire <laughs> night of friends of the show but yeah how did you hook up with Jack originally because that's kind of been the the tying ties that bind you to this area yeah. to begin with yeah. Oh, people who know Jack, Jack's just one of those guys that he's just so accommodating, so friendly, and like becomes mm. your mate so, you know, so quickly and easily. Mm. So yeah, we sort of met at. I think the first time we met, we played a show together in Melbourne called that uh, Mara put on that Boonan and Ananza. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he was down there with Adeline Pines at the time playing playing that show. Sure. So yeah, um, yeah we kind of met there, mm. um, but I guess. The next time we met properly would have been when Adeline Pines were over in Melbourne again, and we played a show with Lincoln Lefevre at oh, uh, beautiful. 303. And that's where I sort of hung out with Jack a bit more, and he was like, oh, if you want to come to Newey, like, come stay at my house. I'm like, all right. So I did. <laughs> I think as everyone does. Yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, so I've come out come out to, to Newey and spent a weekend with him, and man, since then I reckon I've been, this would be like my fifth or sixth time in Newcastle. Yeah. So, you know, I play here nearly more than I play in Adelaide, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a bit of a local so, now. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. I know my way around the place now, anyway. So yeah. It's nice. <laughs> There's kind of a ties that bind Newcastle and Adelaide in a lot of ways, just kind of being those outlier cities that has such a small but so fervently dedicated music scene where everyone knows everyone, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think Adelaide's getting... Oh, I know it's getting definitely getting stronger, mm. stronger um, scene than it probably has in a long time. Um, such great bands coming out of there. Obviously, the Heartaches are doing big things. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Horror, my friend, you know they've come yeah. out of there now. They're doing really well as well. So, and then the Grenadiers, and then you got all your solos like you know Beck Stevens, who's apparently got a record coming out. We'll, Allegedly, we'll, we'll believe it when we, we'll see, it. It when we see it back. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, you know, like Todd Fogarty and all those guys. Oh, yeah, of around. course. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's... Absolute champions. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great place. Yeah, it's wonderful, to, to man. Be. Yeah. So, so are you, you're, you're born and raised in Adelaide? Yeah, or? I'm born and raised Adelaide. Yeah, right. Never lived anywhere else. Yeah, right. At all, except for a few couches around other, other states. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we're born and bred Adelaide. Yeah, right. So tell us a little bit about kind of growing up and how music kind of factored into that. Yeah, like, when I... I didn't really get into playing music till I was probably older. Like, my dad's always been big into music. Like, oh, he used yeah. to be in bands and stuff. Oh, when, really? When he was younger. What did he play? Uh, he was a singer. <clears throat> um, he plays guitar as well. I think, what's his claim? I think his claim to fame is he played a show with, his band played with Daddy Cool. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and I think Daddy Cool's amps got cooked, so they had to use all their equipment or something like that. <laughs> wow. So that's his claim to fame. Um... Yeah, so so he got me into guitar. Mm. He wanted me to obviously play guitar when I was younger, but I just, as a typical kid, I wasn't even interested. It was too hard. So I sort of put it down. I didn't get back into it till I was like in high school, mm. 13. 
probably when I started playing guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Who were you guys when you were starting out? Like, what kind of made you want to play guitar? Oh, that'll give away my age. <laughs> I didn't realise how old I actually am. <laughs> um, it wasn't Muddy Waters yeah, or no, anything, was no, it? No, no, I'm not far back. Um, no, I grew up in the grunge era, so, like, I was a Nirvana kid. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nirvana, Silverchair, when they were, like first couple albums in anyway yeah so like early to mid 90s yeah, sort of yeah yep yep Jebediah I was a big Jebediah mm. fan that kind of stuff so yeah my first band in high school was a grunge band obviously which was pretty much just ripping off Silverchair and Jebediah <laughs> what was the band called? <laughs> Clint Clint yeah <laughs> don't even ask me where that name came from I think I, I, I would have just assumed Eastwood yeah you know what I think we had some crud story about how it came from Clint Eastwood my guitarist Ryan I think he made that up and we just, we just ran with it. So, yeah, I guess I grew up as yeah, a bit of a grunge kid, which I guess right now is a good thing because that kind of thing is back. Oh, you know, yeah, would, in a big maybe, way. That band might have been big now. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, you should like, cash in on that shit, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's it. <laughs> get the band back together. Yeah. Get, the, get the flanny long sleeves yeah. back in action. That's it. Can't yeah. Kill it. <laughs> At least get some supports for some good shows. Yeah, for right. sure, yeah. But then, yeah, I kind of went to... I kind of put the guitar down after that for a while again. Oh, um, so like after high school? Yeah, yeah, I kind of went different routes with things, got interest, other interests, and then, I don't know, I guess I got stuck, stuck back in, as everyone probably does along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got into hardcore bands as a like rhythm guitarist for a hardcore band. So which, how old were you at that point? <clears throat> 25, maybe? Yeah, right. 25, 24, when I got into the hardcore band. Yeah. And that's what got me back and you, into And you music. hadn't played in ages. So. Yeah, I hadn't played for like six years, probably. So what got yeah. you back into it? Like, yeah. was it just someone was just like, we needed a guitarist who was just like, oh, I could kind of do that. Yeah, I was I was working with a guy who was in a band and we were just talking about music and I was sort of got my thinking like, kind of miss it a bit. And then he was like, yo, i got a band, a mate's band needs a guitarist. I'm like, oh, all right. So I went and tried out for him. Didn't get the spot because I was so rusty. I was yeah. like, they probably looked at me like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, but no thanks. Um, but then, yeah, a couple of mates were in a hardcore band. They needed another guitarist. And, you know, it was a few months down, I was back into it properly. And we, um, you know, did heaps of rehearsals, did heaps of, like, did a demo and whatnot. But before we even got to our first show, though, the band went its, went its ways. Oh, really? Yeah. All went to shit. All went to shit before it even was a real thing. But... Basically, from the ashes is an Adelaide band called Abandon All Hope. Yes, that's where now, this is. It came this is where from. I come in because I, I actually, I'm pretty sure I saw Abandon All Hope back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah. At, <laughs> at North Narrow Community Centre. Yeah, probably floating around. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, some of the members went off to create that. Basically, so yeah. that was the ashes of what we'd started. Yeah. So, yeah. how long were you in that band? Uh, which oh, I, I never. No, that that broke up, and that's where it became. Yeah. I went. Then I went my own way. Oh, so you never interviewed? No, no, no. We were like, I guess the beginnings of that for those members cruised off onto that, and then a couple of the other guys went their own direction, and basically, I think someone just gave it away completely after that. Like, that's too hard. Yeah, and that's when I was like, you you know what? A mate showed me um, Chuck Reagan's Feast of Famine record. Oh, sure. And I was like, oh wow, so acoustics like a thing? Okay, okay. So I sort of went down that vein because. I was in the band and it, the way it all fell apart I was like it was just too hard like being solo at least you know I can't break up with myself so yeah. <laughs> a bit weird yeah I've always said that you can't blame anyone else for turning up late to rehearsal <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um, I'll do it a bit later yeah, yeah just, just call up the guys see if they're okay with yeah. that yeah 
Yeah, no, they're yeah, cool. Yeah, they're cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, we, can, we, can, we can do this. We're good. We're a lot more flexible, which yeah. is good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where the acoustic thing came from, and then I sort of got right into like. Yeah, all that stuff. Like, and then I found like Frank Turner and all those kind of guys doing big things with yeah, acoustic, yeah. and thought, oh, okay, this, this is the thing. And then yeah, the rest is kind of history. I sort of played a few. God, I can't even really remember what my first show was now. So I really only started doing it in 2012, 2011, probably. Right. Properly. So that's when you started doing the solo stuff. Yeah. 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 And you were out of music again for a little while. I was out while. of music for a little while again. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like a in and out kind of guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold that against me. I'm <laughs> oh, no, no, of course. Like, um, what what kind of things were you filling your time with, like, in the, in those times that you weren't playing? Like, what, what kind of drew your interest? Were you still kind of in creative fields, or were you just, like, just kind of working, kicking no, around yeah, the place? pretty much just working. The first, lot of, first, I guess the first break was probably more working and stuff. Second break was I, uh, I guess I got like married and and yeah. that kind of took and family kind of took away there, which was you know that's a good thing for me. Like, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. They're great, um, and they're very supportive, obviously, of what I do now, which yeah. makes it a lot you know easier for me. Yeah, and like yeah, they met Jack for the first time. They've all heard about Jack, and yeah, I got like a, a five-year-old boy. And he just didn't leave Jack alone for the like three days at our house. They oh, were really? like, they were like, yeah, <laughs> make gifts for him. They were like little sidekicks. I think Jack was just as sad to leave Boston as Boston was to have Jack go. So, oh, bless. <laughs> so yeah, that was good. That Is was he good. kind of at an age where he's kind of like more comprehending of of what you do? Oh uh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Like he's got his little guitar and stuff that he comes out with. Is you know, it's when it's when not with us. Like if we're home by ourselves, he's not interested. But as soon as there's like people to like show off to, you yeah, know, come out and you know show it off. So maybe he's got something in him. We'll soon find out. <laughs> he might be the the next the next one in line to do some stuff. But yeah, I remember one time he came out God, when he was heaps young with our friends and I, I don't know where he got this from because he's never seen this kind of thing before. But he pulls his guitar out and he went to his to his room, pulled out a hat, and chucked his hat out on the floor, and started just bashing on the guitar, making no noise, no, 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 yeah, you know, nothing. He could understand because he didn't know what he's doing, but he was like asking for money. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Get on that fucking capitalist game as <laughs> yeah, early as possible. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. And I was, I was thinking, shit, we should film this man. Might get on Ellen Show or something. You know? Yeah, <laughs> fame through your children. That's oh, how it even works even days, even better, man. <laughs> That's what you want. Oh, man, yeah. that'd be incredible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you never really toured much or did anything like that, like, prior to the solo stuff, did you? No. Yeah. No, like, touring for me was all a big first as a solo artist. Yeah, right. Like, my first... And I'm massively thankful for this, because my first ever show outside of Adelaide was in Melbourne. mm and I didn't know what to do. I didn't really know how many connections. So I was just ringing the venues and saying, hey, I want to come over. How, you know, is there any chance of getting a show? I don't know where to start with this. Yeah. I spoke to a few venue, venues. And I spoke to the Reverence Hotel. And I got a reply back from, from them. And they were like, oh, yeah, we can probably chuck you on a Sunday residency if you want to get involved. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, definitely. Just let me know. So I got a, a reply back a month later saying, all right, we've got a residency in, I think it was like March or something. Yeah. And they're like, we'll get you on one of those if you're cool with that. I said, yeah, definitely. Just give me the date. And they said, oh, yeah. So you'll be playing with a guy called Will Wagner. So I don't know if you've heard of heard of his band, um, Smith Street Band. But mm. you'll be playing with him. And I'm like, uh, 
yeah, I've heard of that band. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah this, this was going to be cool. And um, at that time, I didn't realise, but it was actually Lee, the lead guitarist who was doing all the booking at the time. Oh, right. So he was like, yeah, messaging me, talking about Will as if he didn't know him either. It was like a really interesting situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I got over there, like, yeah, it was it was the greatest time ever. I didn't know what to expect, and I rock up to the Rev, and Will saw me come to the door, and he's like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? And yeah, just, it was great. He sort of took me under his wing a little bit, so I didn't, you know, feel like a complete, you know, uh, you know out, of my, out of my space there. But yeah, so I met his parents and everything. They were out there for the residency, and um, yeah, I couldn't have asked for anything more, because obviously with someone like that, you know, there's a few people who were in the room. For the show, which was yeah. a good start for me. Yeah. Um, and then it just sort of, obviously, because that was such a fun experience, I was like, I could do this again. Yeah. And then it just sort of progressed, and you know, you, you start to meet more people, and I think that's actually how I got to play the Boo Nan and Anza show. Yeah, Because yeah. Mara was there too, and she's like, do you want to come back? I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then it just snowballs from there. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, good first experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not all been that great, I can I guarantee that, but yeah, yeah they're, they're, most of them have been pretty good shows yeah. around the place. Like it, it, it's, it's interesting <clears throat> to kind of come to that kind of at a later point in your life, you yeah. know, in your 30s, especially yeah. when you're playing with a lot of people in like their early 20s and yeah. stuff like that, and you can kind of see yeah. yourself fit in some of them and just say, yeah. like, oh, that was, that was me back in the day, you know, like if I was yeah. in that position, I totally would have done the exact same sort of thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. But I think it also like really confuses people because they don't realise that I'm actually older than what I am. Because I always think I'm in my mid-twenties and I'm like, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm happy with that. I'll take that. I'll take that. And if I shave off this beard, it'll look like I'm about 12. So, you know, even better, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's been great. Like you said, you, you meet so many people and it just makes, you know, I guess Australia feel... Like small, really. Yeah, you know, totally. Because right? you meet all these people, and you feel like you're all like one big, you know, community. It's kind of good. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I like it a lot. Where do you think see things kind of going from here? Like you've done this EP and you've yeah. done the split and stuff like that. Do you, do you want to get out of record? Do you want to keep touring? Like, uh, is it kind of a thing where you want to kind of balance it out between you know your family life and and the musical side yeah. of things and something you want to keep pursuing? Yeah, hugely balancing acts especially yeah. this year because I'm going to be going back to university when yeah. I say back I mean I've never been before so I'm yeah, right. going for the first time ever so I'm like living my life kind of backwards you know I'm doing things when I should be like a teenager in my older years so <laughs> um, but yeah so there's going to be a big balancing act for me this year so I'll after this this tour finishes off with Jack I'm got a show over in Tassie in March mm-hmm. the um, Long Weekender um, which is going to be that'll be good fun yeah. Um, so like Grenadiers, Maricopa Wells, Sinking Teeth are playing. Um, the Saxons are a local band over there. And then a bunch of solos as well, like myself and Ryan are going over from Adelaide and a bunch of locals are playing as well. Um, so that's kind of going to be my last little show for a while mm. until exactly what you just said then. I can work out my balance of music, life, school. Because yeah. I don't know what that's going to be like yet. Um, but you know, I will obviously not be stopping because we've recorded the second split. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that that'll come out. We don't know. Probably the early end of the year, early next year. I would assume by the time we get it all together. So I guess I'll just do a few little Adelaide shows here and there. Yeah. And then once I get my head around things, we'll come back and with a vengeance. 
Oh no, sorry, no, not a vengeance. What's it going to be? Judgment Day. Japanese. Oh yeah, that's that's the, yeah. that's the two. That's the, that's the big budget sequel. Yeah, that's it. More explosions. Yeah. More psychotic cops following you guys around. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So we'll be back for that. Um, but for, yeah, for me at this point in time with the music, I have no intention at this stage of doing like a full length release of my own. Mm. I'm really just in it for, for the fun now and hanging out with people I know. So I do things that I'm going to enjoy, really. Yeah. Yeah, make the most of that. Yeah. And fun, so. What more could you want? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm not here to make a million dollars. That's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You, yeah, yeah. You well, could get that Ellen money one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> I will I'll say. keep working on that. <laughs> all right, well, before we get out of here, I ask this of all of my guests, and I'm now going to ask this of you, good sir. Yeah. I want to know about your best and worst gig experiences as a performer ever. So feel free to start on either or. The floor all is right. yours. I'll start with my worst one. The worst gig experience I had was in Tassie. Okay. I played a show over there with Chasing Ghosts okay. from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And neither of us have ever been to Tassie at that point in time. It was our first show. And we booked to this venue. I can't remember the venue's name, but it was this little venue up this tiny little set of stairs. Um, it was so small. And we're playing with some locals that weren't from Launceston. They were from Hobart. So... They rocked up like three minutes before the show. Mm-hmm. Chasing Ghosts missed his flight and got there like at the end of the show, and the promotion was non-existent. So it was it was a very interesting show. Oh, that's for sure. Yikes! Um, it's one of those ones where I guess it kind of I don't know. It, it, I guess it builds your confidence a little bit because mm. you still got to put on that show, even though it's pretty much. A ghost town yeah yeah but yeah that that wasn't that wasn't a lot of fun and I, I remember walking home from that show and it was winter in Tassie and it was about oh. I think minus two degrees or something it was like there was snow on Mount Wellington and it was yeah not a huge lot of fun but I guess when I go back to like the best show yeah. um, I guess one of the best shows I've been a part of would probably be the Lincoln the Fever show at 303 mm. you know it was a pretty good crowd that's where I obviously met Jack you know properly on that show which obviously created all this that's happened um, so that was awesome um, and it was just such a good time and, and Link sort of he, he finished the night off and he just sort of everyone was just sitting on the floor he sat side of stage pulled the mic down and it was just a really nice relaxing fun show that's for sure. So that's I thought it'd be definitely be a highlight. Yeah, that's fantastic, yeah. man. There you go. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm glad you've uh, you've kind of made something out of it. You know, after all this time, yeah. you finally kind of put your stakes in and and yeah. made something out of it, man. Like yeah. you seem to be in a really good spot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's wonderful, man. No Thank so, you. So yeah, absolutely, dude. The the EP is called Home is Where Your Mates Live. It's a split EP between Mr. Jack Lundy and Mr. Heath Anthony, and you can pick that up. Through Whisk and Key Records, you can find Heath online through the various social medias and uh, check out his first EP as well because there's some absolute bangers on that one too. Uh, hey, thank you so, so much for your time, dude. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, mate. Absolutely. I'm David Dan Jones and all my clients are
This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com. Thank you.